Hi, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm Jill. And I am Lucas. I don't know what to say next. Well, Why that, am I so bad at this now? Well, I see I try to keep it a little bit more even because it's always like I'm so bombastic off the top according to you that it just throws you off. So I, I have like, never once said the word bombastic. Uh, maybe that was shaggy, but somebody said bombastic. <laughs> and then so maybe I was like, maybe if I'm a little more even keeled, a little bit more mellow. What do I say after that? You're always you usually just crack up because like, could you stop yelling at the people or yeah, something? Yeah, so lines. it used to have a flow, and now it's just a hot mess. I'm hey, sorry, I'm Jill. I Welcome to Mayor Studies. Mayor Studies. Do you know what this is? This uh, is a special episode. Why? I don't know. Episode forty. Oh, this is episode we almost 40. named the podcast Pushing 40, 40 in the, the friend, friend zone. zone. But you got mad at me for shortening it to Pushing 40 in our text and said you're already shortening it. I didn't get mad it. at you. That is inaccurate. You know what I mean. I simply pointed out. That I was already shortening yes, it. Yes, and I was going to as well. And that, that means maybe the name was a little long. I think Mare Studies is very clear what the show's about. It is. That was and your idea. That was your suggestion. And no one ever shortens it. But if it, it wasn't, was my suggestion, it I, was. I have good ideas every once in a while. You do, but if it wasn't for me, we'd still be naming it and not have recorded our first episode. I was like, and scene, Mary studies. We would have landed on a name eventually, but I do we'd appreciate. Still be yes, discussing it. <laughs> I do appreciate you pushing that ball down the field. So we're here to discuss "Born and Raised." Your pick, the song, not the album. The song, not the album. Although we have discussed the album no plenty of times previously. Well, yeah, because it's my favorite album. Apparently, it's a lot of people's favorite album. Um, and I don't know why I picked it. <laughs> because really? I was like, what is this song about? <laughs> I was totally panicking. So, so you just wanted to go back to Born and Raised? No, I love this song. Uh-huh. And I sing it. And I should have refreshed that. You wanted to go back to the Born and Raised album, and you were just like, what do we want to no, do? That, that? Oh. No, no, no. I could see that being my motivation, because right. that's how I am. You know you love that record. Yeah. But I was like, Born and Raised, I was between that and another song. Well, it was between four songs. I checked with you. We hadn't done it. Four or five songs. And I was back. I don't remember any of the other ones, but they were all like decent choices. They were they, all really good. There was none of them that I was like, you know, Sometimes the fans pick something and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. not that song. Yeah. But all the ones that you had on the list was like, okay, or they we were do solid. This. Yeah, because these all felt like songs we should have done already. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I really like Born and Raised. That's a pretty song. And then I sat down to make my notes, and I'm like, I don't the lyrics are pretty, but mm-hmm. I don't understand how they all go together. But we'll get there. We will. I'm doing better now. Okay. But good. first, John in the news. John, Johnny baby, <laughs> what have you been up to? Just so wound up. Um, he's playing in the sand. Okay. That's what it's called, the concert with Dead and Company. Oh, I was. I thought like, it was usually I, in the summer. Though. I was like, Jill, it's February. I, January, I guess I it's still January. It. Sorry, it's still January. Like, where is he playing in the sand? He is looking fine. Oh, is I he? don't know, Cancun or something, somewhere where there's sand. Yeah. And you know, my knowledge on Dead and Company is extremely limited. Yes. I could have prepared better, but someone posted some pictures and woof, yeah, looking handsome. Did you see the thing about the guitar? Yeah, like he got a replica guitar of someone else. This is over my skill set. Okay. Why don't you tell us? Well, Jerry Garcia. Oh, I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> so he had a specific guitar mm-hmm. that John had a copy made by the original guy who made Jerry's guitar. Right. So that's all. It was just like uh, he's, he's actually played Jerry's guitar. Mm-hmm. And like this is like where I like... It's memorabilia, basically, right? Okay. It's not that there's something so special about this guitar mm-hmm. that was made 40 years ago now, mm-hmm. 30, 40 years ago, that could never be duplicated right. since, yeah. right? It's just, oh, well, Jerry Garcia Novelty. played it. Right, yeah. so there's the, the memorabilia aspect of it. Yeah. Like when you hey, catch... Hey, you got money to throw around. Yeah, like when you catch a home run ball, right? And like all mm. the money that like, you know, Barry Bonds last home run ball and like, yeah. you know, uh, recently the dude from the Yankees, Judge, mm-hmm. 
his home run ball are all like valuable and stuff, but it's a yeah. baseball. Yeah. I can go buy the exact same ball at Walmart for five yeah, bucks. No, it's not. It's the exact same ball. It's just the memorabilia aspect. I right? just want to say, if I ever caught a home run, which probably I wouldn't do because I'm not all that coordinated, mm-hmm. but if I did, I would not hold it hostage yeah. for negotiations. I would just. I would ask if I could hand it to the player who hit it. But mm-hmm. if they said no, I'd be like, okay, well, here's the ball because it's not mine. <laughs> well, that's a very reasonable ask. I mean, most yeah. of these guys are willing to give it's away quite a bit yeah. for, to get those balls back. Yeah, so. I just think it's, I don't know. Yeah. If someone's listening who negotiated one, sorry. Okay, so I'm, I'm just not sen- sentimental in that way. Oh, I'm, well, I mean, I was raised by a baseball coach. So, right. yeah, there's, a, there's literally a baseball on display in my living room. Nice. Like a couple feet away from us. So, song bio. Yes. Okay, so this is from Born and Raised. We've talked Obviously. about this album a whole lot. Yes, the the titular song from, from this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. It is def- absolutely a turning point in John's career mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Uh, he was on the road finishing up the Battle Studies tour, mm-hmm. and he really was just ready to go in a new direction. Uh, he had this new idea and musical inspiration. He wanted to do stuff that sounded like Born and Raised. Mm-hmm. He was a little frustrated that he couldn't get in the studio and start working on it right away because he had to finish the last leg of the Battle Studies tour. Simultaneously, he ran his mouth a bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, don't need to belabor that point, but no, that yeah. all blew up and yeah. he needed to go away anyways. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to make this record. It's very heavily influenced by, I'm going to say Crosby, Stills, and Nash because mm-hmm. that's going to come back. Okay. Are you, do you know the connection? Here to Someone okay. posted it. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to come back to that. But obviously, like, that's a huge inspiration to this record. All the stuff of Laurel Canyon. It's his move away from writing pop music mm-hmm. and into writing more... I mean, a lot of people, the debate is, is this a country album? Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not saying yeah, it is, but right. yeah, but I that's can see the, that. That's Folksy, the debate. if you will. Yeah, Americana. Mm, there you I go. I call it Americana. Mm-hmm. So, uh, The usual, the same crew that's played on every song we've talked about, because he only used like four people total on this record, as opposed mm-hmm. to other, uh, different from other records, is Sean Hurley on bass, Aaron Sterling on drums, him playing all the guitar parts, doing all the vocals, except for a few guest spots. And then somebody playing keys, and I can't remember who the, who the guy's name was. Because mm-hmm. I don't really well, care you know, about keyboard players. Yeah. It was someone's birthday. And did I share the post with you? John posted, and he had a story about someone's birthday. And it was Steve Jordan. Oh. So I was like, Lucas oh, says did. this name a lot. With like no reference. With I yes. didn't even say anything. I just sent it to you. Yes. <laughs> it's your boy's birthday. Yes. Okay, so favorite or notable versions of this song. I like the album version. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really find any live versions that I liked better. And I feel really bad because I, someone DM'd us a ver- as soon as I posted this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, for your podcast when you record, within minutes. Oh, wow. And I went back and I can't find it. Oh, okay. It's, it's so hard because there's like general, there's primary. If it's your first me- <laughs> if it's your first message, you're in requests. Mm-hmm. And I got some some pushback from saying last week oh there wasn't like a lot i guess you guys run into the song there wasn't a lot of feedback oh. i was like well i dm'd you why this and i'm like if you dm me i can't find it later right. we get a lot you of gotta DMs put it love. in the box in the story right but if you don't want to i don't know if there's a limit if you put in the comments i know there is in the box if you could just go comment oh yeah i comment sent you a post. dm Oh, okay. Then when I go back, I at least have a name to look for. But when I'm going back a week, yeah. and I, no. As, as as much as your inbox is flooded with well, gentlemen. Our inbox. Our in, in a box, yes. yes. With with gentlemen, you know, trying to get your digits and oh, whatnot. no, that never happens. <laughs> Although one guy um, messaged me and offered, because my profile is public, which I think is a mistake, um, offered me gift money. 
as Ooh. he referred to it. Yeah, for hanging out with him. I was like, I'm going to pass. Wow. Yeah, that seems like a good way to get dead. That seems like a, a possible business opportunity you gift just money? passed up. Yeah. Well, I was like, is gift money real money? Like, what is gift money? I didn't have time to Google it. I also yeah. didn't want to Google. I was at work, so like, you want to be careful what you Google. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get, like, flat. Gift money is. Yeah. Sugar daddy money. I was just going to say, now you're, you're getting, like, brochures sent to the Humane <laughs> Society of, like... That would be embarrassing. Sugar Baby Lifestyle Magazine. <laughs> I get fired. Yeah. But I'll need gift money. Yeah. Um. So did you have a version that you like better than the album version? No. I just think it's so like sleepy and cozy. Yeah. So this album suffered from him not being able to tour mm-hmm. right after because of his vocal uh, issues. Because mm-hmm. he had to have throat surgery. I think twice. Right. He had two, two surgeries. And that postponed the tour quite a bit. Yeah. It postponed him finishing the record in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's not as many versions of this as there are of right. other songs. And also, this wasn't a single. While it is the title track, it mm-hmm. wasn't a single from mm-hmm. this record. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't get as much love. He, I don't remember him playing. I don't recall him playing it at the forum, at the last he, show that I went to. He didn't mind. Okay. Uh, so there's just not as much. There's the Letterman appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pl- he did it on Ellen as well. He did the song on Ellen. But there's nothing that... Uh, He's been on Ellen so many times. Has he? Yeah. He surprised Katy Perry while she was being interviewed once. Oh, and he's fun. been on as his own guest. One time he's wearing a sweater that had a teddy bear on it. Imagine what that did to me. Yeah, it absolutely made those heartstrings like all go. all my favorite things. Boombastic. If you say boombastic. This is not a boombastic podcast. <laughs> um, all right, let's jump into song meaning because this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. First of all, I can't wait for listener feedback because I don't know if it's because I said no one had enough feedback last time or it was <laughs> amazing song choice your friend Jill did. There is a ton. So I sing this song I in life before mm-hmm. the podcast. I kind of think, I'll go ahead and start, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so as you should. It's your song. It. You yeah. picked it. Um, and I'm like, oh, this is just kind of about like growing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a little bit of regret. I don't know. I just like the lyrics. I like the way it sounds. Then I sit down and I read it and I'm having a lot of trouble. Oh, I like this line. It's about this. It's like making it like cohesive. Mm-hmm. But after I spent time with it, I feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. That may, to me, maybe mm-hmm. this is wrong. It's about growing up. It's about needing to change and wanting to be something else, but like running out of time and mm. coming to terms with the fact that this isn't who I am. This isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess. What do you think it's about? Um, I think you're 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 pretty close. Okay. I think um, it's a common theme for him is the passage of time. Right. Every and, song. And this is kind of about that. That first verse is him kind of checking in with where he is Mm -hmm. and recognizing he's getting older, right? Yeah. How did I, how did I get here? How did I end up in this position? Mm -hmm. And, you know, cheating the light to check his face, sort of like, well, in the right lighting, I still still look look younger. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that line and it's slightly harder than last year. I got all that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then in verse two, which I love, I still have dreams, but they're not the same. They don't Mm -hmm. fly as, you know, it's like that. Okay. As I'm getting closer, I'm realizing that certain things, yes. my window is closed right. on certain things. Mm-hmm. And certain things are not going to happen for me. Mm-hmm. I still have dreams. I still have things I want to achieve. But they're a little bit more manageable. Yeah. A little bit, you know, not not quite so hot, close to the sun. Mm-hmm. And then the third verse, he's like, hey, I still got time, mm-hmm. you know. And then I call out my brothers. And then I realize, like, oh, well, my parents had this thing that I haven't, which is that marriage, and it didn't last. Yeah. So it's kind of this sense of, like, are you are we really ever done being born and raised, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's returning back Changing to his family, his brothers, mm-hmm. his mom and dad. Like, hey, am I still, like, your kid and your brother? Yeah. Like, am I still a child in this family? 
Or, you know, am I an adult now and actually have to confront being an adult? But I love how it ends kind of comforting mm-hmm. that, like, go ahead, show your face to the light or the morning because mm-hmm. you'll be born and raised. It all comes out morning. Suddenly you're here and you're going to be almost done. So just enjoy it. Yeah. Which I can't say his songs aren't like downers, mm-hmm. but I can't say there's a lot of, no, there's hopeful songs. I don't know. There's something about that. The more I read it, I really liked how he ended it. I totally agree. He can, is going through this exercise. And I think that's a lot of what John does intellectually is he goes through these exercises to like make things make sense. That may be driven by the anxiety. He seemed to hint at that at the, at the mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. at the Call Her Daddy no, podcast. No, not a hint. Yeah, very clearly, yeah, yeah. That some of that was driven by that. Did you enunciated the her really hard on there? I did. Her I Daddy, did last time too, yeah. <laughs> I do that just for you. But yeah, you all should. <laughs> where he's like, you know what? It's fine. Here I am. I'm accepting it. I'm going to show my face. My life is what it is. Mm-hmm. One of these days, I'll be born and raised. Mm-hmm. And it all comes on without warning. I'm not going to know when it is. I'm just going to look back and I'm like, it's oh, happened. Oh, it happened. Here. Yeah. yeah, which is how life is. Absolutely. For yeah. me, that's been my experience. For everyone. Like, I, I look at my daughters in high school. You yeah. Know, like, how did that happen? Okay, I, don't even talk to me because I can't <laughs> say that my son's graduating one more time or people are going to stop listening to the podcast. Man. But he's graduating. They email you in the morning, the school. So this morning, it's like, oh, surprise, here's all the grad night information. It cost a million dollars. It's the day after graduation. Mm-hmm. Kind of a hot day for parties. Right. Luckily, I have his party the following day at 11 a.m. because I didn't know the kids were going to be out all night. Anyways, and then I get stressed all day and I'm hysterical. I wish they'd send the emails at night. Then I could be stressed here with you. Right. (laughs) Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's absolutely how it goes, right? You feel like you blink your eyes Mm -hmm. and you wake up and, you know, you're a Mm grown-up. You know, I look back at stuff that happened half my lifetime ago, Mm -hmm. you know, and it just feels like, man, was it that? long ago right and like my my daughter came into my room yesterday to ask me advice on something pretty big decision she was making it by her stakes right yeah um and she came to talk to me about it and i was like my first response is like why are you asking me what do i know Aww. i was like oh wait i'm you're an adult i'm a grown-up like yeah no bravo to her for yeah I, I should i should be able to help you out with these things because <laughs> you know but you never kind of there's never that moment i remember my dad used to always say I don't feel my age. Mm-hmm. And there's not really a moment for me where it's like, oh, like, it's a switch flipped and, mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of happens naturally. You have kids, you find, I found the person that I'm still married to, and here I am, you know? Right. And I feel like, I feel inside like I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Just, I've always been 25. And then I watched The Hills recently, Mm. and I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I am so much better. I'm not better than anyone on The Hills, but, like, I'm so much better than that, like, calmer, more mature, better at handling issues and Mm -hmm. conflict. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm definitely old. Also, when I drive, I need my glasses, and I just recently got a pillbox, so that's how I know I'm old. Wow, you are just, like, leaning into it. Right? Lean all the way into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to say something else. Oh, what's interesting about John is that I think that you, can, uh, the rhetorical you, can't understand what it's like when you have a baby and suddenly they're grown up and it feels like they were a baby 300 years ago mm-hmm. and it also feels like it was yesterday. Yeah. And the way that time passes and how you're like, it's the best thing that's ever happened to you, but you're also robbed of it at the same time because it mm-hmm. goes so quick and you can't go back. And I don't think anyone who doesn't have a child can articulate or really feel and experience that, but he's so good with time. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's one of the few people who might get it. Understand that. I mean, imagine how he'd lose his mind if he had a child with that time passage yeah. sort of heaviness on you. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bunch of songs coming out of that. Yes, when, when he and I have children. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I held a baby 
last week. I was like, is that the end of the sentence? Because it's not very impressive. For the first time in, since my son was a baby and he's eight now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I can do this. I remember how to do this. this yeah. Is this, no, you know. it's fun to do for a few minutes. Yeah. I don't know if I want to do it again, really. Right. <laughs> and then like, you know, the I, all of that stuff comes back to you and it's like, for, for me, it's only been, you know, like my son's eight, so it hasn't been that long since the last baby. No. Um, but it just feels like, man, like he's always been, hasn't he always been eight? He hasn't always been eight? It's, <laughs> like, so, it's so weird. Yeah. It is such a mind mess up. Yeah. I don't want to say a bad word. <laughs> um, okay, so we're kind of in, we're in lyrics anyway, yeah. so we'll just segue into that. I can honestly say it's like one of those, and I don't say this all the time, but mm-hmm. I say it a fair amount. One of those, all the lyrics are my favorite lyric vibes. It's, it's really well written. But I saw my friend, he's in my head, and he said, you don't remember me, do you? Which mm-hmm. I read as his younger self mm-hmm. was his friend in his head. And I'm like, wow, I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Like you get, you watch a video of yourself or you find a yearbook or a note or someone reminds you, sends an old picture and you're like, who is that girl? And what would she think right. about now? Something dumb because she was young. <laughs> but I just think that's, who says stuff like that? It's just brilliant. Man, I think I spend way too much time thinking about the things that I would redo if given the chance. You know, Even your whole life. Maybe. It's my experience, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the things I've come to learn and understand in 43 years. If I was thrown back in like a 20-year-old body, mm-hmm. like so much of my life, almost all of my life decisions would be vastly different. You yeah, know? You'd be, um, we might not have this podcast. Oh, we 100% would not so have this podcast. So for that reason be, alone. Yeah. What do you mean 100% we wouldn't have this podcast? Because I would be in a very different place in life. But we would be friends and I would still like John Mayer and you would still like music and John Mayer. Yeah. So in theory, as long as you still live locally. That's a possibility. Yeah, I'm offended. Yeah. All right, sorry. I also like it gets hard to fake what I won't be. Mm-hmm. I've felt that before, 100% for sure. Like this is what I'm going to be. This is who I'm going to be. So like fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. which I stand by. A lot of my job at the start was fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know how to get grants and how to deal with donors. No, I have no idea. I just copy what other people do mm-hmm. and go from there. So mm-hmm. that's important to me. But what I want to talk about is I got a mom, I got a dad, but they do not have each other, yeah. which is like heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And it's an illustration of some of the points he's making in the story, but I've mm-hmm. always been fascinated long before I was married and divorced about Mm -hmm. like how divorce affects children Mm -hmm. and some seem to not be affected at all and some seem like their whole entire lives have been derailed because of it and I would always ask people like politely about it who I was close to and Mm -hmm. they'd be like oh no one ever asked me and like how is that this is fascinating like I'm sure your parents did and as someone who works so incredibly hard Mm -hmm. to have a functional relationship and I still feel like a family Mm -hmm. and you know kind of in a now very popular but not popular before way handle divorce and make sure that the kids come out okay mm-hmm. from it. I just, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting thing that he put in the song for me. And it made me want to, quote, give him a hug. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> you know what's funny is I just started laughing while you were saying that. Because when you started, and I was like, you don't know anything about that. Your parents are still together. Yeah, I'm divorced. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why it was fascinating to me. Yeah. My parents were still together. Check this out. Mm. My best friend group in high school. Uh-huh. All, All the of them? parents were still to, are, and are still together. Wow. Okay, the three other girls. Uh-huh. And so every, and then my mom's family and mm-hmm. my dad's family, everyone was like, since then it might have changed a little bit, but right. I just didn't understand divorce because I'm like, oh, that doesn't happen. And then I would go to high school and be like, oh, it does. Yeah. I'm like, you go to two different houses every <laughs> other week. That's insane. Right. You know, so it's just a topic that's always interested me. Did you watch, this is going to sound like I'm totally off topic, but I'm not. Okay. Did you watch Harry and Megan? Oh, no. No? No. I'm so tired of... I know. 
Oh, I, I, I'm good. Just I, do whatever you want, guys. I love them. Okay. I love them. I don't dislike them. I just don't want to keep hearing from them. I, I, I do. I want to read his book. I think they're great. I'm a big fan. Uh-huh. Um, Megan reads a poem that she wrote. She grew up with a divorced yes. family as well. I'm familiar with that part. And she uh, read on the show, she read this poem she wrote when she was a little girl about wishing there was two of her so Aww. that she could be in Aww. both places. You know? That and breaks yeah. my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate in that I was raised... Mm-hmm. I was already no, born yeah, and raised. Yeah, yours was the best circumstances. Yeah, when my when my parents split, it, now my sister is eight years younger than me, mm-hmm. and it affected her very differently than it affected me. Absolutely. She, was, I was already on on my own. Mm-hmm. I'd already moved out of the house. My sister wasn't. She, I think, she was like just become a teenager. Oof, um, time anyway. Yeah, like just getting to high school and having to choose who she wanted to live with and all that stuff that I was spared from. Yeah. So you know, like the divorce had a very different effect on her relationship with our parents than it did on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so while I can say, oh yeah, I, you know, I, my parents weren't together. They were en- en- enough to raise me and get me through high school, totally. you know? So I have sort of both experiences, mm-hmm. but from that experience, I never had to do that. I wasn't at mom's house during the weekend at dad's house on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, I, by the time that was a, a thing, I was at my own house. Right. Now I had to do like the four Christmases thing when yeah. we got married, you know? Well, we all do that yeah. to some degree. I wonder how old John was when his parents got divorced. I have no idea. It seems like it's been impactful for him though. Yeah, I'm surprised absolutely. I don't, well, I'm not that kind of fan, so I don't know that, but it would have been good research for this particular episode. Yeah. Um, your favorite lyrics before we go to listener feedback. Oh, lots, lots of good stuff here. I agree with you that pretty much the whole song is really, really well written. This is a good work on his. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the parts that speak most to me are it gets hard to fake what I won't be mm-hmm. tied into that second verse of I have still have dreams, but they're not the same. Right. That's very much the place in my life that I'm at. I was mm-hmm. literally just having this conversation today about I love playing music. That's something that I'm very passionate about. But there's kind of a built-in ceiling to how much I want to do with it. Sure. Because I'm in a different place in my life. I have a wife, I have kids, and I adore them. Mm-hmm. And the idea of being away from them for a prolonged mm-hmm. period of time is torturous. Especially when one of them's only eight. Yeah, exactly. So it's like there is something to like, maybe I just get as successful locally yeah. <laughs> as I can. And I let the... Call it a day. <laughs> yeah, and let the big dreams of mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to go on tour with this you know person mm-hmm. or you're going to see me on TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe those are dreams dreams for somebody else, for a younger person. Yeah. And now my dream is... It's not they don't have dreams. I still have dreams. They're just not the same. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the dream is what I was doing right before I came over here. I was just in the room... Both my kids were there. My mm-hmm. wife was there. We were all just hanging out together. My favorite part of before you came over here is when you were listening to Born and Raised so loud in your car that I was sitting in my guest room slash office that you didn't know I had, uh-huh. despite being at my house several times. And I was like, I can hear you outside. <laughs> I had no idea it was that loud. Because you're a musician and you're going deaf, Grandpa. No, I listen to music so much louder than that in the car, usually. Oh, I, that can't be good for you because it was clear as a bell. And that was even over my son yelling into his video game. So right. it was like a lot for me. Well, Jill, I don't know if you know this, but not only am I a, a man of a certain age, but also I do really loud things for a living. Yeah, no, I know. It's ruining your ears. And yeah. did you park across the street like you normally do? No. I okay, well, at least that. Because yeah. I'm like, if he's across the street, that's okay. Someone's going to call cops. Yeah. Um, anything else on lyrics before I move on? Uh, I think we've t- covered all the good stuff, which is pretty much all of it, right? They've like we've you talked know, about almost yeah. every line here. So listener feedback is a ninety-one percent play, nine percent skip. Excellent wow. statistics on that one. Yeah. I didn't. I just thought 
I didn't realize it was a fan favorite sort of song. This but I was, discovered that. This was my first favorite song on this record. Oh, interesting. So listening to this record, this is the first song that grabbed me. Mm -hmm. This is the first one that was like, oh, I like that one. And so for a long time, if I was going to listen to something off this record, it would be the song. Mm. Well, because you brought it up mm -hmm. to do on the podcast, and I thought it was, I got confused and thought it was a born and raised, like, reprise. Uh -huh. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a whole song. Yeah. That, and you, that must have been because you wanted to do the song, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This was, this was uh, you know, I, early on. It's a really catchy song. Mm -hmm. Oh, we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah, we should probably throw it in there now. I should have done that in song bio. Duh. Oh, yeah. Background vocals on this song mm -hmm. by David Crosby and Graham Nash mm -hmm. of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. I mean, who saw that coming? Right. So this is what John said on the podcast of his favorite part about where he is, mm -hmm. is if he mm -hmm. has a musical idea, he can pretty much get anybody on the phone. Yeah. And so he got Beach Boys on mm -hmm. Emoji of a Wave. That is highly, you know, influenced by them. He's got Crosby and Nash. Imagine on being at that point song. in your career, no matter what kind of career you have. Yep. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Okay, right. good job. Um, let's see. At Pat. You know, I asked you guys to put the enunciation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, Pat underscore Obrinus. One of those overlook one of those I overlooked until I heard him play it live last year. Absolutely love it now, which was interesting because I couldn't find a whole lot of live situation myself. Mm -hmm. When he does play it live, mm -hmm. he wears the Bob Dylan, the harmonica oh, yes. headset thing. Yes, I think that's why I don't like it live. It's like... Mm -hmm. It gets in the way of his face. Pretty much. I yeah. mean, no, it's very impressive, but it's also like a lot. We've talked about this before. Playing harmonica is not that impressive. While you're playing guitar? Yes, it is. You're already doing two different... I'm not <laughs> At Lafla Charbrolet Go? That... All That's right. on you for not putting the pronunciation. The reflective honesty in these lyrics is like a warm back hug. And I chose this comment because I thought it was so interesting, this person who could be a man or a woman, because there's both in the picture. Oh, what a cute family. Um, <laughs> chose back hug. I mean, I just can't say that I give or receive a lot of back hugs. Oh, I do. Does it like someone comes up behind you? Yeah. And like, oh, well, you're married. Yeah. Yeah. It's always with my... I just thought it was so specific. Or, or like if I see like one of the boys at the bar, just they don't know dumb. that I'm there and I walk yeah. in there, Yeah. Well, that's what this song is. Because we're to... a touchy bunch. Gosh. La Fiche Borgo? I don't know. At one Hector underscore 28 says, you don't get this song until you get it. And then you, oh wait, there's more. And then you wish you didn't. Oh. I feel you, Juan Hector, because I didn't get it. And mm -hmm. then I had to force myself to get it. And I'm like, oh, existential crisis much. Um, Let's see. At Marion Jell Agostafson. It's like they're doing it on purpose. They're creating burner yes, accounts. Yes, yes. Crazy names just throw, them, throw you off. This one really puts me in a really pensive mood reflecting on my life choices. I would agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think a lot of this music does. At Simply Stacy, thank you for having such a lovely name. The song really made me feel less alone with the reference to divorced parents. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting because it's... You know, yeah, common well, feeling. yeah. I think pretty much half the people in the world have divorced, or at least in America, have divorced parents. I so it's be not knowing. that uncommon. You yeah. wouldn't be knowing. I know in a different way. <laughs> Andre Ross, probably the most personal song ever written by John, speaking from his childhood and his heart. 
When I originally read that, I was like, yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And then once I dove into the song, I was like, my bad, Andre, you were right. I still wouldn't call it his most personal song. I it, think it's up there. It is a personal song, but so much of his music it's is very all, personal that yeah. it's really hard to, yeah. yeah. Um, D.A.F.L.O. says one of the, his greatest songs, a true anthem for growing up and growing older. Yep. I don't I don't know where I would place it on greatest songs, but I do agree with the anthem growing yeah. up part. J. Alan Clark says it's about getting older and realizing you've already made your most important decisions and hoping you still have time to become a better person, which I agree with. Mm -hmm. At Brammertrin3000, love the drums. That's all I said. Okay. That's for you. Uh, that's perfect timing. I was literally just sitting here thinking I forgot to talk about the drums earlier. You're all over the place tonight. I know. I'm glad that's a great uh, segue into this. I hate, Whoa. absolutely hate the snare drum sound. It is the most dead, most I have like a $10 snare drum and I'm going to deaden the heck out of it because it sounds so bad. Snare drum sound. How do you feel it's so passionately and only came up with saying that now? I meant to say it earlier and I just forgot. And as soon as he loves the drums, it's like, not, no, it's just so dead. And I know that that's kind of like a vibe, mm -hmm. but like, oh, that snare drum sound just is like the nightmare of like everyone who's ever bought like a hundred dollar steel snare and it rings to hell. And so you just deaden it so that it does at least doesn't sound like that. Or you play in your garage and it's too loud. So you put as much deadening as you can to keep the volume down. That's what that sounds like to me. Well, I don't understand what any of that meant. So I'm going to move on to at Rachel XX Naraz. I absolutely love Born and Raised, so much so that I got the lyrics, still got time, still got faith, inked last year. Such a poignant, nuanced, wise, and honest song that I only truly appreciated when I got older. And perhaps that's the only way it can truly go. Excited to listen. And... That's a really common, I can't use everybody's because there's mm -hmm. so many comments, but a really common, oh, I got it when I got older, I got it when yeah. I got older sort of vibe. And I think that's a great tattoo. I was I'm not really into tattoos, yeah. but I love that. I was just going to say, I think that's kind of not the, not a terrible mantra, mm -hmm. right? To have that a reminder of that, hey, I still have time, even as time passes. Mm-hmm. I'm still here, mm -hmm. so I can still do stuff. Yeah. And still got faith. Like, do I still believe? Mm -hmm. In whatever, yeah. myself yeah. or what, anything. Exactly. I think that um, John Mayer lyric tattoos mm -hmm. are incredibly popular. We should probably do a tag us in a story. We'll share right. them sort of thing with that. I would love to know what the most popular John Mayer lyric tattoo is. I bet it's not this one, but it should be. So bravo to Rachel for thinking outside the box. Probably your body is. It is not around. that at all. <laughs> it's not that. I feel like I know what it is and I can't think of it, but it's um, like something about keep me where the light is. I oh, see that one yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, at Meredith Coffin. Oh, I see Meredith knows what's up. Compliment Jill. That's how you get in. Get in the, the recognition. I don't yeah. know. This actually her comments really good. It's not because of me. The sentiment, timelessness, relatability, folky singer, songwriter, harmonica, etc. All add to a Bob Dylan vibe for me, which I think is a good thing. It seems like this song could have been around forever, written in any era, any era, because of the timeless theme. To age, reassess who you are, and move forward from there. Perfect pick for the start of the year, Jill. Oh, good job, Jill. That was that, a good comment. That is a, that is actually a great... Um, I, I love that. It is timeless. Mm -hmm. It is. This song 100% could have been written in the 60s, 100%. in the 70s. 
kind of moved away from this kind of music in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. If But an older singer could have made that music in the 80s and definitely. 90s. Definitely. Yeah. I, I play with a group that does a lot of like folk music from the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s. We do Bob Dylan tunes. Mm-hmm. And this would fit right in. Yeah. I thought that that was really, really insightful. She always has good comments. At Lisa Tweaks said, this song is very relatable to many of us. It's all about making mistakes, learning from them, and never giving up. I cheat the light to check my face. It's slightly harder than last year. Such well-written words. This song is probably my favorite song he plays the harmonica on. Love this song so much. Purple heart emoji. So this is what art is, right? This is the difference between... Someone could just say, yeah, I'm looking older. Mm-hmm. Or you right? could say, I cheat the light to check my face. Man, it's I slightly tell you, harder than last year. I cheat the light every time I take a selfie. Or nice. It's not making the gram. Do you you got to be careful. Do you use the Paris filter? I don't use filters. Okay, I've noticed that the Paris filter on Instagram kind of like smooths over its wrinkles and whatnot. Oh, no. I should probably... Well, I used to... When I first got Instagram, I was so filter heavy. Mm-hmm. And my high school reunion was happening. And I was like, well, is someone going to walk around with a filter in front of right. me? Like, no one's going to recognize me. So then I stopped and tried to just come to terms with, I look how I look. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to get the best lighting and turn my face in the flattering sure, angle. <laughs> sure. I don't use filters either. I do use Lightroom. That's, so that's how I, I... You use Lightroom? Yeah, I use Why? Lightroom. Because it's fun. Like to, on your face or just Not like on the, the whole picture. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Change the lighting, change the coloring, adjust it, just make it the best image you can. I don't have enough patience for that. I would be such a terrible famous S- person. Sam doesn't either. Sam's just like, just post it. And I'm like, which of these versions do you like? Yeah, I made they're three like versions same. of this picture. And yeah. she's like, they all look the same. No, no, no. Okay, so the contrast is higher on this one. Notice right. how I boosted the reds on this one. Right. I have a like, cousin who, when we take pictures, uh-huh. She, I mean, in minutes, like we would take it on the phone, and suddenly we both look like ageless, uh-huh. wrinkleless. The whites, whites of her eyes are better. I'm like, is that something I should be worried about? The whites of my eyes. Oh, like, I've never once thought, should I check those? Mm-hmm. I, anyway, um, okay. At kind of a long story says, so line on up and take your place and show your face to the morning. This song is my top five of John's. That lyric has such deep meaning to me and has guided me on many days. I see it as a directive to oneself, not a pep talk, but just a, well, this is how it is kind of statement. A hopeful pragmatism to accept what is, don't look back, and keep on going. Man, pragmatism almost got me there. Pragmatism. I was like, that is not right. Something. It's like how I say kitten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a pretty pragmatic dude, so I'm with that. Yeah, that's a a good, a good, um, they're all good comments. Yeah. Jeff D. Oreo says, and it all comes on without warning. How true is that? At Davio Manuel says, I never appreciated the song or album until I truly grew up. <laughs> John created this in his mid-30s. Now as I inch closer to the age of 33, I can connect with it on a much deeper level. At Michelle Bueller 411 said, love this song. It's funny, but I always thought the lyric was, oh, I love getting the lyrics wrong. Uh-huh. I always thought the lyric was, I cheat the light to check my fate. I think I like it better that way. Sorry, John. I actually thought that was the lyric too. I don't know how to check my fate. I wouldn't know. I don't know how to either, but songs all the time have lyrics that don't make sense to me, and I just sing them in the car anyway. John Mayer songs have lyrics. You always knew this was face. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I've ever got. I don't think I got any of the lyrics to this song. I also think I thought it was place for a while. I don't know. I don't. I, I, I just move on if I'm not sure about a lyric. Okay, let me see who else we got here. At Baby Carrots 2002, this is one of my favorites. I go to this whole album when I need a wind down from a crazy day or reset. I love the lyrics, cheat the light, check my face. 
I love that we know what's happening, but we ain't going to address it yet. (laughs) I can't fake what I won't be. I feel this can mean a few things. The literal aging or change and development and accepting your new self who is different from last time. Or maybe it goes with his theme of time. Again, he's a master with lyrics on this song. And don't get me started on that harmonica. I didn't think (laughs) I liked harmonica in many songs until this one. J.M. sold me. My favorite musical part of the song is the harmonies in the chorus. Like, three-part harmony is, like, the Mm -hmm. gateway to my heart. Like, (laughs) if you sing three-part harmony on just about anything, I'm in for it. Right, okay. Uh, Here's something that's really interesting. I don't know his screen name because it was a DM, and I actually went back to find it because Mm -hmm. I thought you'd find it interesting. His name's, I guess, Ian, but it's spelled E-O-I-N. Okay. Donnelly. I remember learning about monosyllable writing in school. And this song always stood out to me as the best example of it. When lyrics are monosyllabic, one syllable, they are more impactful because every individual word is corresponds with a beat. At the end of the bridge, the lyrics got a mom, got a dad, but they do not have each other, which other's two syllables, right? Right, but everything up to that is Yeah, is entirely monosyllabic. Is that, am I saying that right? Monosyllabic? Yeah, monosyllabic. Now I'm like panicked i'm saying words wrong no you got it with each other really emphasized as two separated words on two separated notes like the way the parents were two separated people so so intelligent from john i mean man is that detail oriented comment absolutely i hadn't noticed that but if you go through and look at it Mm -hmm. there's a lot of single Mm -hmm. syllable words here um, and do you think that's intentional i have no idea I don't, there I, are a lot of single-syllable words. Yeah, that's that's a great comment. I yeah, love that stuff. Thank you, Ian Donnelly. This, so we get into the realm here where it's like, how, how are we putting in more analysis than the writer did? Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. Like, I wouldn't put it past John to be like... 100%. You know, like, he obviously works the songs and reworks mm-hmm. the songs. But he's like, y'all are getting carried away. And this is a brilliant, brilliant writing. Um, so yeah, that could very much be a thing that very specifically went and was using just a lot of single syllable, a lot of monosyllabic words. All right, we got two more comments I just got today. I want to make sure I fit in. Vanessa Valeska says, the song is part of the analysis he needed to do of his life in that particular time and spell out to heal and move on. Mm-hmm. I love the way he talks to himself. I saw my friend, he's in my head. Mm-hmm. And he said, you don't remember me, do you? Vanessa always has a strong comment. And Riven, Rivendell, 1976. Rivendell. One of- Rivendell? Yeah, it's from Lord of the Rings. R-I-V-E-N? Uh, I think the Dell might be spelled differently. but Okay. Uh, one of these days you'll be born and raised and it all comes without warning. Crying emoji. Such truth spoken there. It just goes by way too fast. And if you don't pay attention, it'll be 5.30 p.m. on the mayor time clock. <laughs> and you'll be wishing, right? That I was like, I am fitting it's this one reference. in. She was past my deadline, but good it was reference. happening. On the maritime clock, and you'll be wishing you would have slowed down, take your place, and pay attention, as I have to say to myself every day. Another crying emoji, one of his most honest, beautiful, and reflective songs for sure. Yep. What's Rivendell? What is that character? It's, uh, no, it's a place. Rivendell. It's where Elrond is the master of. So you made me watch those movies. Did I? Oh, yeah. Not my favorite. Oh, you're missing out. I mean, I watched them, so I'm not missing out, because you made me watch them. But you're not watching The Rings of Power? You're not keeping up with the lore? Uh, no. Uh, I'm just like, no. <laughs> I don't have time for like, what bothers me the most is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Now it has like all these shows and stuff. Yeah. Who has time for all the shows and the movies and caring about it and the you, rides and the land at Disneyland? You make time for Star Wars, The Merge. I like Baby Yoda. 
Grogu. Mm-hmm. He is so cute. He is very cute. He was yes. like in this like floating stroller in the commercial that uh-huh. I just saw the other day, and I was like, okay, well, I could get into that show, I guess. Yeah, there now there. Uh, that can be a whole other thing because. People don't know. This is I, not a Star Wars podcast. I am deep into Star Wars. Yes, you made me watch that also. I was born in 1979, and my name is Luke. So you can kind of figure out how I went. Is that why your name's Lucas? I'm no, I'm not named after them. But growing, oh. growing up with the same name, <laughs> Got right? It. Growing up with the same name, I was like, oh, he's just like me. I used to go out and train to be a Jedi when I was like six out in the front yard. Oh, I'm sure you did. Um, and I have not loved a lot of the Star Wars content. I'm not like a everything's great. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the TV shows that they're doing are actually really good. So that's the feedback actually that I've heard. I just yeah. don't care. But I'm glad they make you happy. Yeah. Uh, it's time to write the song. All right. So Jill. Lucas. Is this a John Skywalker. John Mayer who sings the quiet songs? I had a Darth Vader birthday cake when I was like four. I think I knew that actually. Yeah, yeah that's weird. <laughs> yeah. My whole office, my office is all decorated Star Warsy. Oh, you have an office? I have an office. I'm just yeah. saying that because I said it actually today. work from home. So I worked like... from home during the pandemic in my office. Okay. Why are you acting like you've never been here? Because I walk through your you front really door <laughs> and make a direct line to the dining room table. But you've been here for parties and stuff. You're here when I bought the house. Did we do any parties in your office? The kids were in there. Am I a kid? You should be looking at yours once in a while. <laughs> No, she's fine. Caden's here. Caden takes care Kaden of everything. Remember they follow him around like ducks? Yeah. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't get away from these kids. Because Caden is the oldest. You were the first the of coolest. us to become impregnated and deliver a child. <laughs> yes, I was. You're yeah. welcome. Um, okay, so. Oh, yeah. So is this the John Mayer who sings the quiet songs? Or is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? According to Instagram, this is 92% quiet song, 8% turns the ladies on. And with the majority, I think it's 100% quiet song. I concur. Yeah, I don't... The 8%'s got to explain this one to me. And, and th- that's just the residual percent that's always going to be right? like... Right? They're worse than me. me. Yeah. they thirsty. <laughs> like, we know he's handsome, like, but still. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next song, or next question. Okay, so Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? I'm anticipating a high score here, mm-hmm. just so you know. Yeah, it's a four. Okay. Just because it's the existential... Lower than I anticipated. It lost a point five. Um, because the existential crisis it led me to. Oh, okay. Because you don't like reflecting upon your own mortality. I just wasn't in the mood this week. Yeah, I so hate I that. I hate reflecting song. upon my own mortality. Well, I don't think it's about mortality. I think it's about what you do with the time you have. Well, and the la- the lack of time you're running out. is yeah, about. I guess it is. Yes. <laughs> so, Why do we have such an issue with time? If time was infinite, we wouldn't care. That's but true. it's not. So. so it's a four. It's a strong four. Okay. What is yours? A five. Uh, no, this isn't a five just because musically I don't attach to it in the way I do some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. I'd say a four is a is a reasonable score oh, for wow. it. Oh, have we ever had the same score? I don't know. I don't keep track of those things. I don't either. Someone else should. We need an intern. We need we need an intern. We need like a producer. We yeah. need a microphone. A studio. Although it's a studio. A I guitar, a microphone, and messages waiting on us when we get home. Exactly. If I um was a... Uh, if we had to go to a studio and record this, I don't know if we'd still have a podcast. Because you wouldn't. The vibes of me just being at home are very nice. You like to be very cozy when we record cozy. the podcast. I'm not cozy today. I didn't have time, but. You're wearing a sweater. I'm wearing my work clothes. But it's a sweater. How is that not cozy? It's not pajamas. Oh, God. If the pants have buttons, you're not cozy. So it also how... has like like diamonds all over it. I was going to be like, how is that sweater different than what your pajamas are going to be from a comfort standpoint? I understand from an aesthetic standpoint. Oh, is it? I mean, it's not. It's, you know, jammies are just like this worn in. Why are you wearing a scratchy sweater? It's not scratchy. I'm just saying compared to my jammies, it's scratchy. Oh, okay. I don't know why we're talking about this. 
Did you bring a discussion question? I did not. Neither did I. All right. Actually, I do have a question. Oh, okay. Who picks the next song? The fans okay, pick the next song. Guys, if you could do me a favor, which I should have done for myself on this one, is pick a song that has a video. Oh, okay. I just feel like Wanna there's the more to video? say. It gives me an excuse to watch the video. It gives all of us an excuse to watch the video. And it makes content for posting on our Instagram so much easier when there's a video. So there's not a ton we haven't done yet. though. So if you look at uh, the first record... It would just be, I think, there wasn't a video for Love Song for No One, was there? So I think we've done all the songs from the first record that have videos. From Heavier Things, was there a video for Clarity? I don't think so. Waiting on the World to Change has a video. That's on Continuum, yeah. Sorry, I'm just thinking of video songs. Yeah, so Waiting for the World to Change is definitely an option. Um, from Battle Studies, Half of My Heart, the Taylor Swift song, there was a video for that. I'm not going to do that song because this is not a Taylor Swift podcast. And from... Don't pick it next time. I saw the sparkle in your eye to annoy me. From Paradise Valley, the Who You Love with Katy Perry, there's a video for that. No. No, I don't there believe is. in... There is. There is. I promise. I've seen it. Sorry. No, thank you. I don't believe in videos where he's in love with the person. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I want him to be happy and in love. I just don't want to look at it. I think we've done all the videos from Emoji of a Wave. So... Yeah. I don't know the, you there's... know, he doesn't have a lot of videos. Yeah, I don't know that there's a ton of videos. So I think that kind all of right, narrows well, the pool down All right, well, never mind. Just pick whatever song you want. I mean, you can. That would be a kind of a good, like, narrow down to hit some of those songs. There's singles that we They're have talked gonna about. They're not going to listen anyway, as they shouldn't. It's their choice. I had mm-hmm. a choice this week, and I did not pick one with a video. So I already funny. know what I'm going to pick for my next Is it song. Half of My Heart? You'll have to wait and find out. I'm going to be absent Half of your heart is going to have to wait to find out what the other half wants. It's just going to be half of the podcast. Half of the podcast, (laughs) yes. You're going to be talking to yourself. I am Lucas. And I'm Lucas. Welcome to a special half off episode. (laughs) I did say I needed some time off. So that'll be the just me talking into the void. (laughs) Oh, like Caden could do it. (laughs) Oh, nice. I don't know. I didn't listen to the song. All right. Um, well, I hope you have a lovely week. Yes. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And I hope that uh, sooner or later you'll be born and raised as well. And don't forget to go vote on the song for next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>